0: We got you, baby. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5.
2: With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
1: And as you know, we are tech heads.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ioniq 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. You are our traveling host. You yeah. have been in a million different places. Where are you today?
1: Uh, today I am in uh, Humboldt, California, wow. deep, deep nice. in Northern California. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I know I've mentioned on the show before. I did. I was solo parenting for three months, and yes. so my wife came home. Actually, she came home for a weekend in the middle of her shoot. Um, our, our son had a uh, rock show. And so she came home for like forty-eight hours for that. It was crazy and hectic, maybe not worth it. Yeah, can we can Can we we get into that
0: real quick? Yeah, I'm sorry, we're gonna need to go back to (laughs) our seven-year-old had a rock rock show.
1: show? No, you know, yes. Um, So there's an amazing um, place. Uh, It's like one of these uh, school of rock type, you know, uh, kids uh, music classes kind of place, and um, uh, it's called Kid Row. In Los Angeles, and <laughs> oh, I love it. nice. And so my son's been going there forever, and you know they basically form a band and learn songs. And so he performed some Imagine Dragons songs um, nice. and some other. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Anyway, well,
2: that's much cooler than a geology show, which was the other option that it could have been. <laughs> and not that, not that that's a bad thing, but but still a whole nother way to go. Gotcha. Um, so. So, yeah, so
1: she came home for 48 hours, and while she was home, she could see how, like, you know, overwhelmed I was with parenting and whatnot. And not only that, but but we had this plan. We're going to Alaska for three weeks this summer. Um, We're calling it Alaskan Summer. And uh, (laughs) she was like, you need to go away and have, like, a week of just writing by yourself before you're going to be able to relax on our Alaskan Summer. And I was like, thank you. So I'm in the middle of that right now. How wonderful. So I got a cabin up in Humboldt, and I'm just, yeah. Getting some time away before we head into a family vacation for three
2: weeks.
0: Ryder, I already sang your praises for being able to single parent for three months um, because I have two children and I occasionally single parent for like an hour or two here and there. (laughs) And it's really hard.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's just really hard to find any alone time. And that's what like, literally, I'm, I've been up here for two days. And like yesterday, it was just the weirdest sensation. I kept looking around being like, when, when's somebody going to tell me what I have to do? Or <laughs> where I have to pick somebody up or go do something or be cooking? And it was like, Oh, no, I get to decide. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been nice. And Will, you're also traveling. I have so much sympathy for, uh, you know, full-time solo parents out there, especially with multiple kids. It's just, you just Uh, never have, you know, it's like when you have a kid, it's like there's a part of your brain that's just constantly activated, right? It's like, you're always aware of your child. And, and when you have a partner, you can share that load. (laughs) Uh, and when you don't, it's just like, oh, that part of your brain never gets turned off. So it's just exhausting. It's like mentally exhausting. Even if you. Or, you know able to get some time to sleep or whatever? It's
2: like you never quite feel alone. Um, yes. So that's yeah, that's, that's wow. I, I and love Will, an where are you? I am uh, in an undisclosed location. Uh, my <laughs> testimony is tomorrow, so I'm very <laughs> oh excited. God. No, I am. Uh, I am right outside of Chicago for Fan Expo Chicago. Uh, so big Comic-Con and, uh, we were all here. This is, this is, I, I think I was with you. we were all in Chicago, weren't yeah. we? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the, yeah,
2: that's the one like right near the airport, basically, yes. right? Yes, so I'm like watching planes land as we speak right now. And, uh, yeah, I was bought by a much bigger company. So this is, I was in Denver last weekend, Chicago this weekend, then I go from here to Hartford, then from there to Boston, and then from there to Nova Scotia, and then from there to San Francisco. So it's, wow. uh. of the con. It is the kind mayor of the con. Yes, mayor we're of doing. The con. We'll we are on our twentieth anniversary of uh, Kim Possible, so we are uh, going to going to do that run, and then we're doing our our other podcast, the I Hear Voices podcast, live at all of these big events. So it's a ton of fun. We're having so a fun. blast, so- but it's a lot of traveling.
0: Writer went away to be alone, and you are meeting as many people as humanly possible. <laughs>
2: exactly, and I just got over COVID, so I can <laughs> hug, kiss, lick anybody I want for no, like thanks. three months. <laughs> it's great.
0: Well, I'm I'm just here in LA. I, I was going to say where I are you you're still I home. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. I just uh, that's I will it.
2: give you that you don't go anywhere. I absolutely disagree with the, you. Don't do anything. You're doing nine true, things true. every hour. No,
0: you're right. I do a lot of things. I do a lot of things. I just do do them inside my house or in the immediate vicinity around my house. Um, (laughs) I am really excited for our episode today. We are recapping episode number 107, Grandma Was a Rolling Stone. And Uh. we have our very first non-Boy Meets World related guest. And her name is Lauren Lapkus. Please welcome Lauren Lapkus to the pod. Hi. Hi. Oh my God, I'm so excited. This we cool. are so excited. Please I get-
3: love the I love the podcast. I was actually just listening to the re- the episode that came out today right before we started, so I didn't get to catch up completely, but I'm pretty caught up. Um and it's so good. I was telling Danielle, I was like I I was so surprised listening to the show like how honest you guys are about it (laughs) and i think it makes the podcast so good because it's like i i mean i did a podcast called raised by tv that writer was on that is was like a nostalgia deep dive with my friend john Gabris, like going back into like all the tv we loved and we talked about all this stuff but like hearing you guys talk about your experience as kids doing the show it just takes it to another level it's so good like it's so interesting to listen to and The -the behind-the-scenes stuff is, like, blowing my mind. So I already love to, like, go back and watch this kind of stuff, but to hear what was going on is, like, (laughs) amazing.
0: Well, that means a lot coming from you, because you are an absolute podcast pro. Uh, You are most known for Freedom and Comedy Bang Bang, and you are Emmy-nominated. You were in Orange is the New Black. Uh, You're the wrong Missy. I mean, your list of credits go on and on. Um, You're also one of my nearest and dearest and closest friends. yes. And uh, yeah, we're just really excited to have you here. Can you tell me a little bit about like what your history or story with Boy Meets World is? Did you watch it as a kid? Oh my God. Yes. I watched um, every
3: episode five billion times. Um, (laughs) I think (laughs) I definitely watched it a ton. I watched TGIF every week for sure. That was like very exciting appointment TV for me. Um, Yeah, I've seen it all. And so... And I've definitely rewatched it as an adult as well. Like it's it's comfort food to me. Like I, Full House, Step by Step, Boy Meets World, all this stuff like fills like a certain like little you know blanket hole inside of my body. <laughs> um,
1: it's so on. funny how that's true for so many people. Uh, it, yes, you know, like that. I I don't know. Is it just the specific era, or is that true of everybody? For. Television shows that they grow up with. I, I, don't, I don't know, know. everybody for television shows. Yeah,
3: I think it's a bit. Because, yeah. like, doing doing my show, like, we had people on who were older than me. And, like, hearing the shows they cared about from, like, the 60s and stuff, I was like, okay, so it, right. it feels that way just to revisit that stuff no matter what. Because it's such a right. perfect, you know,
0: it's a not a perfect time, time in everyone's
3: life, but it's a safe time in, that in your brain that you don't know everything yet. Like, right. you can just kind of completely disconnect by watching television because right. you're not really thinking about anything else like as a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing for
2: people with anxiety too because it brings them right back to a time yeah. before all that happened. I mean, how how often do I talk about MASH? And that's because right. that's, that's what it does. It's that same thing for me, that same yeah. feeling of like, oh, I don't have to think, I don't have to do anything, I just have to go back to a time where I'm sitting in front of the television watching Hawkeye Pierce. Like it's know, just, and it's, it's, it's been a
3: while for me since I've like— um, Gone back and watched a lot of shows, meaning of just a few years because I was doing that podcast, but like doing the podcast kind of um, took it to a different level for me because I was like revisiting them so deeply that I started to have less comfort from them. It became your job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. But like yesterday I watched this episode that we're going to talk about and I was like, oh, I should do this every day. This feels amazing. I'm (laughs) back. I'm back. I was like on the couch like this is good. This is amazing. I'm not thinking about – because also as an actor, I think like watching – I watch a lot of reality because I like to not think about acting – Totally. And, and like going back to what the shows I watched as a kid, I wasn't thinking about it that way. I wasn't thinking that you guys were real people. So like it wasn't like I wasn't going like, oh, I heard something about that guy. Oh, he's, you know, whatever. Like, you know, I don't know anything. I'm just watching a show of like just a play that feels good. It's nice. Yeah. Who was your favorite character? Oh, my God.
1: And it better be one of us.
3: I mean, well, I loved you all. Um, I love Topanga. Topanga was kind of like, um, I I think I can safely say it's like everybody's goal in a different way. Like, girls wanted to be her, boys wanted to date her. It's like she's such a, like, perfect character. So sweet, so funny. Um, And you played it so beautifully and you're so cute. It was like, that was a character that I think everybody loved. But... Writer, I mean, you had the haircut, which I know we've talked about. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the haircut was epic. Like at, no, at no, that no. point in time, and I and it was so interesting to hear you talk about how they like kind of made you have this haircut.
1: Yeah, but
3: it's like I mean, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is trauma. I am I am living no, trauma. It's is, okay. So keep talking. I'm so sorry. No, I, no I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs>
3: Your As safe space a space, girl in your the, safe like space. <laughs> in, the, in like middle <laughs> school. It was like yeah. that's the ideal boy haircut, so cute. Um <laughs> and obviously, well, I mean, you you had like some of the funniest moments on the show, I think, without a doubt. I hearing you talk about your yes. self consciousness, watching it back, is so funny because I'm just like I watched it. This episode, it's an early episode. I'm oh, he'll like, get well, cocky by epi- so- by season five. Oh, yeah. oh, by yeah. season
1: five, he's going to be like, "Let's watch that again. <laughs> Can we roll that back?" I was hysterical. You no, this man is not insecure as it goes on. He's going to be honest about those first couple
3: episodes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this brings up a very important question, to, in my opinion. I watched, we obviously all watched episode number 107, Grandma Was a Rolling Stone. We'll get into it in a little bit. I have a lot I, to
3: say about this episode. This
0: <laughs> was finally the very first episode you guys filmed, right? We've been talking about that for a long time since no, we no 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 no, 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 no. The first one the we
2: filmed Nikki, was the Nikki Cox episode. The Nikki Cox oh,
3: episode. The Nikki That's can you
0: say Nikki Which Cox, Cox because I randomly
3: could not sleep the other night and then I was like, what was the name of that woman on the show with the talking buddy? And I got on my phone in the middle of the night in the dark. Figured out that it was Nikki Cox, and then I yeah. read her whole Wikipedia. I learned a lot. Well, she
2: was <laughs> so on Nikki, Boy Meets Girl This is a glimpse into she your life. She was my Lord. first girlfriend. <laughs> First first girlfriend night when I moved, I moved to Los guess. Angeles was Nikki Cox. She was 15. Really? I was 16. It was like, we dated for like a month. I think we held hands once. It was awesome. I'm, my
3: mind is blown because then I my, well, that wasn't in the wiki. Um, no,
2: but they <laughs> took it out. Somebody edited that out. Yeah,
0: it
3: did. They did mention that she it was dated. Nikki Cox. She dated Kevin Cox. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: No, <laughs> no, no. Thank no. you, Thank you she Danielle. She was like, who put that in
3: there? <laughs> so delete, let's delete. let get that out of
2: there. We're going to keep Bobcat Goldfrey wait. in, but we're getting rid she of Will Friedle. She was engaged Friedel.
3: to Bobcat.
2: She was. My yeah. mind
3: was blown.
2: She was, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: And David, Kevin, mm. I was like, "How did that go down?" I want to hear the podcast about that.
2: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Nikki and I reconnected like four or five years ago and had a really nice kind of email uh, exchange for a good two or three months, and then she dropped off the planet again. Oh, so she well, she does that occasionally, but she's gonna, was totally sweet.
0: Wait, so mm. where does this episode number one oh seven fall in the order of where how you guys shot them?
1: I believe right yeah. bef- right before or right after Corey's alternative
2: friends. okay.
1: So this was either our like yeah. third or fourth one or right
2: after Cory's alternative friends this might have been immediately after that. I, I feel think like we it was started after to get, alternative friends. We, we started to get on track near here, yeah. didn't we? Like now we they kind of started to air where we shot them a little bit. Yes. Like the first few were jumbled and then they kind of started to go in order. Yeah, but this deal. is
1: clearly where they were
2: writing one for you, Will.
1: I mean this this I mean besides this, obviously the guest, you know the grandma storyline. Yeah, it feels like this is where. And I remember filming this one and watching those scenes with you and realizing how funny you were. This was so an I think important that this episode. was where we were sort of Eric finally found his voice. Well, that's I think so what too. I was
0: gonna say. I actually yeah. was yeah. thinking this was like the first episode you guys filmed, and I was gonna say how did why did you get worse after this one? Because <laughs> you were just. <laughs> Amazing. No, this and is where he, he hit his stride.
1: this is the episode where he hit his
2: stride yeah, yeah this is the one this is this is like eric's eric was eric and a lot was the first time for i mean i remember finally getting the the, the 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 stones the gall to to go i'm gonna go talk to michael jacobs i mean he was this mythical creature that i was 16 at the time and i was like i i oh my god but i went and i actually i said M- mark because i'm not sure i knew his name michael um <laughs> I want to do a scene with William Daniels, and this mm-hmm. was like, I think maybe two weeks before he did this one, and he said, "All right, well, we're writing something, but I'll make sure there's more in there for it." And then he came up to me, he's like, "You're gonna like what you got. You're gonna like what you got." And so this, I like, I asked, like, "Please let me I work with that. Bill." That's so and great, Will. It worked. Like the two yeah, of the, totally. never, we we we've talked in a lot of these episodes about pairing people up. Like they keep trying to pair people up, and you never know what's gonna work and what's gonna match and what's not gonna match. <laughs> and it worked. It was for some reason Eric it's and so Bill. Funny. You know, Eric and Feeney worked together and kind of then became the template for a lot of the stuff that happened in the future. I mean, it was it was more Feeney and Corey early, but then it really, like, I was always partnered up with Bill. But I want to talk about this later when we get into it because yeah, there, yeah. There,
1: are, there are key differences to the relationship at this point between you yes. and Bill, I feel like. The characters are very different than they oh, become. yeah. But well, yeah, we, we can talk about it.
2: Little nuggets of Eric being stupid and little yes. nuggets of <laughs> this. Little and little Just yeah. tiny little, oh, he's not as smart as we think. Um, <laughs> well, so, let's yeah, jump into it. It was
1: great. Yeah, please. Yeah.
0: As a podcast focus on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air.
2: (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore.
0: Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner.
1: It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or
2: college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history.
0: The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered.
2: Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals.
1: I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box, and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold.
0: Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized, and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift.
2: So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories.
1: Go to LegacyBox.com world to save 60%
0: during their best Mother's Day sale ever.
2: It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly.
0: That's LegacyBox.com world. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means.
2: Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation.
0: Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With
2: your shirt on.
0: Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid
2: IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a
0: single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water, and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run.
1: And you can travel with liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning.
0: Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss.
2: Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV.
0: Get 20% off your
1: first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout.
0: That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. And with
2: 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
0: Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S
1: dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai.
2: If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically,
0: Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga.
1: The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5.
0: With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched-out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well,
2: either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard
1: ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard.
1: Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. So, the episode is about that Feeney's niece is coming for a visit and Eric gets Morgan to help in asking her out, but he's also getting Morgan to ask a lot of girls out. Uh, Corey and the kid's grandma come for the weekend and she makes a promise to Corey, but he is disappointed when she leaves early and he misses out on a fishing trip uh, that Sean ends up going on with Alan Matthews. So this was directed by David Trainer, as all the episodes in the first and second seasons were the writers, Michael Jacobs, April Kelly and Ed Dechter. Who was one of the EPs at the time? I didn't know that Decker and Strauss ever wrote episodes separately.
2: Did they? I, I thought this either, was Decker and Strauss.
0: Well, this I, I, my just rundown just says Ed Decker, but that doesn't really? necessarily mean I that think it wasn't. If memory and Strauss. serves;
2: it says Decker and Strauss on the in the opening crawl. I think. Okay,
0: I'll I'll double check that.
3: Yeah, they yeah.
2: always wrote together. Yeah.
3: Um, so wait, this you was, said this aired out of order. So no, that's no. why you weren't there yet, Danielle. No,
0: I had so it aired. Actually, it's possible that they filmed this right before I had been on an episode, or they filmed it right after I had been on an episode. But I was in episode one hundred and four, Corey's Alternative Friends, and oh, Topanga okay. was only supposed to be in that one episode. After I did that one episode, they knew they wanted to bring me back for more, but it hadn't. I hadn't already been included in storylines, so there were still. Many episodes that yeah. they did that I wasn't in because well, how many I, did you
1: end up doing in the in the first season? Were you in like after I think after I mean, like a the total ninth?
0: of thirteen okay. like okay. I so may, you did and half the season? The first I season. think so. I think once I come back, I may be in everyone after that. But for okay, I I, I don't sense. really know. Um, but I feel like I did close to thirteen. But we'll figure. We'll see after the season's over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. And were you still a guest at that point? Were you considered recurring? Mm, I was. Or are you I, a, a series just regular? guest. No, I was not a series regular. I was recurring in season one and then I was a series regular two. i w- well i was a se- i was considered a series regular in season 2 but i still didn't get to do every episode so oh, i was a series uh-huh. regular uh-huh. who was guaranteed 13 and then i think i ended up doing like 19 out of 22 or something
2: you did you did like the poster shoot and everything for season 2 though didn't you like aren't you on all the posters no, and I don't all the stuff and everything for season
1: 2 no season, i don't think she and, and
2: i don't even think she gets
1: opening credits until season 3 I don't, we'll have to we'll have to yeah, find out, but I remember so it amazing. being confusing, and I remember being upset on your behalf. Like it was. I remember honestly, even uh, then being like,
0: can, "She's working so hard, and yeah. she's not part and of the main you, cast." We've talked about it for sure privately, but if you guys knew the pay disparity, yeah, even I'm after I became a series regular, and it was always um, the excuse that was used was that. Well, we didn't know you were going to be on the show. We didn't know you. We weren't anticipating you. It like doesn't when make. Any sense? No. But, but you just by have to go season when two, when you get the
3: credit that someone you else had, no. By yeah. season two,
0: I was accounted for. I get that in season one, I wasn't a part of the budget. You weren't anticipating having another series regular. But right. like by season two, that excuse should go out the window. And then season three rolled around, and it was still the same excuse. And there was, we'll we'll get to it. I don't remember exactly where it was. I'll have to do some research with contacting Judy Savage, who was my agent at the time. I'll have to ask her. And no my dad may to ben remember.
1: No Savage. No Okay. No relation. My, my yeah. fantastic. Agent writer
0: and I had the same agent for most of the show. But wow. she was fantastic, still is fantastic, and her agency, the Savage Agency, is still a fantastic Wonderful. kids agent. If you're looking to get mm-hmm. your kid an agent, um, <laughs> all right. right. No, we'll up. have to
2: get we'll have yeah. to get into that. <laughs> sign because, Holly because you were seriously. I mean, there's still the pay disparity there. When then they are clearly building Cory and Topanga as a thing.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, so it I was had to. Like, I had to threaten to not show up to a table. But read you were and, lucky
1: to be on a TV show. Yeah. Why aren't exactly. You, just, you were lucky to be on a TV show, well, girl? Little,
0: little girl. And by the way, that is how I felt. Exactly. And of That's why you
1: need grown-ups like agents and, you know, parents who are, you know, and and unfortunately, why would your parents... Be willing to, you know, they don't. They're not comfortable in the industry. My they're dad be was, listening to your, da- oh, your or, you know, oh, my yeah, yeah, dad yeah, yeah, was yeah, not yeah. having it. My no, dad and see. Judy oh, yeah, Savage
0: like were doing the negotiations Good. with ABC yeah. and Good, or Disney. Judy was
1: a pit bull. She was amazing. And and fight. they said yeah. to
0: us, "You're not. You you have to not go." And I was sobbing. Of course, <gasps> I have to go. It's my job. Oh my God, and they
3: can't imagine
0: you're gonna lose this job for me. And that's what I kept saying to Judy and my dad was because they would be like, "Listen, what you know? This is what you should be getting. This is where we're at. And the only way to get it is." if they know that you're serious about not coming back unless you get treated fairly. And I was like, but I don't feel that way. <laughs> like, just, I'll do anything. <laughs> just do not lose this just, job for me. Do That's do how it. I exactly. feel. If they end up firing oh me God. because I don't show up to a table read, I will never speak to my family yeah. ever again. It's
2: so scary.
0: Um, and oh I did. God. I ended up, I ended up not showing up. This is such sausage of
1: child actor. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it's, this is how the sausage gets made. I know. Well, awful. anyway, I'm
0: not in this episode. Let's talk about <laughs> this episode. <laughs> So, this is a huge episode for Boy Meets World because we have two amazing guest stars, oh my Rue God. McClanahan. I was is, so excited. Right. Yeah. And she got, yeah. the, she got the guest star applause. She, it was oh, huge. she did,
2: right? When she came in, it was yes. Yeah. I yeah.
3: wanted to ask you about that. Can I pause already? Yes. Yes, pause, of okay. course. <laughs> um, did, uh, did, uh, did the audience at that point know she was there, or was that a surprise reveal?
1: they save her until uh-huh. it's, a, it's, it's a surprise reveal so Isn't they they introduced the re- main cat it always was whenever you had a big guest star like that you save them so you introduced the really main think a
2: group of kids didn't they didn't they make them clap do you really think a group of kids knew who Rue McClanahan was
1: no but you have to remember she was, I mean golden Girls was not that long before our yeah. show no you know, I mean, it, it seems know, like again, distant history now but she was, was not a, huge a whole bunch of 11 star.
2: year olds that were like we got to get home and see golden well, Girls will they
1: had applause lights.
3: I also, yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. I also they, just,
2: that they, girl. They literally had applause signs. They told, they them, to they told <laughs> yeah. them to clap. It wasn't like we're I'm sure. holding Rue McClanahan Wait. back <laughs> because she's a huge star for 11 year olds. But,
3: but they I did loved hold her, her. back. They, they, I was they, they 11. Hold- I loved her. I watched Golden Girls from five years old on. Like I, that was, and that show also really holds up. Just so. Oh, you it's, know. it's an amazing show. Hilarious. So but it's funny.
2: Still yeah. scares yeah. people that the girl, the women on Golden Girls, were in their
3: 50s. I, could, I looked up her age on this episode because I was trying to do the math, and I was like, she's in her 50s on this. They were was like, in she's, their <laughs> 50s, the Golden Girls. My wife
2: cried when she found out <laughs> that the Golden Girls were in their 50s. It's not right. And the
3: oldest one was the was younger than yes. her daughter. Yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah, Sophia yeah. was younger than uh, yeah. Dorothy.
2: Uh, but oh anyway, <laughs> no, so they, so Rue, can I, can I just very quickly, here's one thing that was amazing about this episode to me. I remember Rue McClanahan being in like every scene and she mm-hmm. wasn't, she was in like two scenes of the show. I I remember her yeah. being like yeah. the crux of the thing, but it was really about how she wasn't there.
3: Right. And, so did, that was, and yeah. did you have any memories of meeting her? Yeah. I mean, yes. Do, Ryder, do you remember meeting her?
2: No.
1: I mean, yeah, I I, mean, up, I remember because no, it was just in I
2: never the scene with her. So. Yeah, it was it was it was very she was very sweet. I mean, again, from from what I remember, and she kind of came in and it was she did her stuff and she was very professional and like she didn't hang out with us or anything. But um, she was very nice. You know, she she came in and did her thing. But I was a huge Golden Girls fan. So I was Floored.
0: I wondered yeah. if they were trying to have her come back as a recurring character. It seemed like sh- like that would have been the smart move if Perfect, they could get her, right? Yeah.
3: Right. When I yeah, saw like, the title, I thought, "Oh no, Grandma dies." And then I saw who the grandma was. I was like, "No, she doesn't." <laughs> 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 Episode
2: seven of Boy Meets World is already I was like, killing it's a bit off heavy. characters.
3: <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know. I wanna, are we are we
1: jumping into the living room scene? Have we already passed the. Well, no, no, the no we backyard? haven't, no, we can't no, we
0: haven't even started. Okay. I haven't I'm even sorry. said that <laughs> our second guest star is Carrie Russell. Yes. Yeah. Huge. So, Carrie Russell as Jessica, Feeney's niece. And then now we are into the episode. We're right, in Feeney's we backyard. Corey and Sean are picking snails off of Feeney's plants for when they go fishing. Alan says fish don't eat snails. Feeney laughs, saying he was mistaken. And I wrote down that this is maybe the first time I've seen uh, Feeney smile.
3: I had to rewind wow. it. Because I was like, I want to get exactly what's happening here. Does every, does it?
0: (laughs) You were already confused, huh?
3: (laughs) I wasn't confused, but I thought if I was a kid, I don't think I would get this joke. And then so I was like, I want to understand the joke. Okay, he's saying you have to pick snails. And then he's just trying to get them to take the snails off his plants. But he's convincing them. I I mean, I got it. I'm not, I'm not (laughs) nine, but I did just rewind it to go. Let's just see how this plays out. Um, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a, a huge laugh, really. It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't kill, but it I was don't good. know that it was an A plus Joe, But <laughs> no. sure, but, but it was a cold open. It's but cute. going
2: to what we've talked about before, where all the other Saved by the Bells and all the shows at the time, the kids always pull the fast one on the teacher. It's kind of interesting to see mm. the teacher pulling a fast one, one on the kids yes. every once in a while.
3: No, you're you know. right, and it you're was right. cute. Like I thought, Sean and Corey's reaction was very cute, and they're kind of like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a second. George. And you know, this is the second time Feeney has pulled a fast
2: one because we it was at the pilot where Corey The painted shutters. Yeah, oh that's that's right. It's on the fence where Corey is like, I'm, I'm you're gonna pay me this amount and he adds it up wrong and Feeney's like, Okay, great. So it's like, yeah, he's <laughs>
0: Feeney's uh, pulling a fast one on all the
2: kids left he and is. right here.
0: And like I said, it's the first time that you really fe- see Feeney smile and you realize that he has a life and interests outside of being a teacher. And it's it's actually very endearing to watch. Um, and writer, I'd like to talk about your clothes again. Uh, is <laughs> this – was this a – Well, my
1: clothes are all I got because do I have any lines in this scene?
0: I don't think yeah, you I do. You do at the end, No, at I
1: the end you do. I don't think I do, man. You I know what? Down, you don't need them. No you lines exclamation point
2: my You say bye, dad. <laughs> That's, don't not you remember? That's, that's, that's not in this scene. That's this scene, man. No, 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 You don't, no, no, like, you don't oh, you need lines. Made, I thought you said the episode. Yeah, have, <laughs> no, yeah. this scene, I literally
1: you. like walk all the way across the room and like <laughs> post up on the bench. Listen, no one noticed that, do, that you didn't have like,
0: lines because, like Lauren is saying, <laughs> you didn't need them. Natural charisma. Oh you don't need a. You don't need to say a word. <laughs> we, we, get whole, <laughs> we get the We get it all. But I do want to know, do you remember at all, this was a, so you had on a bright blue long sleeve, a Mm -hmm. pattern short sleeve that comes down to mid forearm, and then there is a white hooded thing Mm. that I can't see what that is under a denim (laughs) vest, but I believe the white hood may be sewn into the vest. I think so. Yes. Okay. So it was a twofer. Yeah. You yeah. wow, two shirts and then I a two for thought This was a best. pretty
1: good looking outfit, as far as the, uh, the Sean. Yeah,
0: it was. It was smaller. It was more tailored to you, and they've managed to get the look of four shirts with only giving you three shirts. <laughs> yeah. How did you not Amazing. melt every night wearing thirty-two layers oh, under the this lights? This is
1: why I was panicked about changing clothes. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you, you remember that the sets are thirty-six degrees on tape nights. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's abs. It's literally it's always freezing. Forty-ish yeah. 40-ish degrees. And yeah. Yeah, and with the yeah. lights on, we're all still sweating. But anyway, okay. So they realize <sighs> that Feeney knows how to fish, and Eric is not going fishing because he has discovered girls. So then we are into the living room. Eric is training Morgan to help <laughs> him meet girls. And here's the pair up that we often talk about, Will, where you are with Lily Nixay Morgan. Yeah. And you're feeding her treats like a pet. Um, <laughs> like
2: you do. For- <laughs> and <laughs> for- now, Will, and you. And your mom loved it. Oh, of course. Of course. All on board. Oh, you're going to take your little sister to the mall at 16 to bribe her to get help you get women girls. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Good for you was the was the answer we got. It's like, okay, okay.
1: here's my question. And maybe we need to watch it back. But I think you are lip reading Lily a little
2: bit. (gasps) Am I oh remember I Remember how we, we love that. When I can see that. Oh, no, 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 yes. no, 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 no. No, no, am
3: Because it's her
1: lines, right? Because that's her it's line. Like,
2: I'm getting her to oh, so
1: to you're actually, that's
3: like layers oh, of the acting. acting. I, I, think so. I, I, I
1: don't <laughs> know. All I, I wrote down, like,
3: Will's lip reading. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, act, that was
2: a Michael Jacobs note. That was, that was a Michael Jacobs note. He said, when she says make, the line, mouth along with her, like, you're, like, oh my God, she's getting the line right. So it's part of the bit. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's to
0: make it very obvious that you're the one who told her what to say. Right. Okay.
2: Yeah. So that was, uh, and that's not to say at some point in the future, I won't lip read somebody else totally by my own fault. But in that, yeah. that one sense, it was a Michael Jacobs note.
1: We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us.
0: Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media?
1: But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what 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 else was your mom doing?
0: And with 25%
2: off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
0: Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S
1: dot promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we
2: could, we would take
0: Hyundai to Prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched-out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose.
2: Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard
1: ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing me to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai.
1: It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
2: Visit ExpressPros.com today. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a
1: head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly.
0: When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts.
2: Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands on authentication experience.
1: So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back.
0: Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other.
1: With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling
2: of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: Did you ever call her weasel, like, after season
2: no weasel no, was that, that for that we- was like i'm uh, energy boy like weasel they tried to make that work for three episodes and they're like we're eh, not gonna do that anymore and that was it i and think it's really was cute
0: just, you did it in a previous episode where you yeah. called her weasel mm-hmm. and then you nicknamed the nickname was Weeze. i just thought it was really cute i wish i wish it would have stuck around
2: yeah and they they tried to make eric and morgan work like that was going to be a thing and then that and it
3: just didn't
0: it was very so, cute yeah. and that yeah, little, little girl so. was
3: so great she's yeah. so sweet She's, she was adorable. She's yeah. very funny.
0: Um, and then we hear a Winnebago playing La Cucaracha, and Grandma comes through the front door. <sighs> and-, and this is
1: the most showbizny '90s sitcom entrance I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I it's love it. It was just—it was a reminder of like how much we were still, like, in the live show business. You know what I mean? Like, it felt very old-timey in a way that you just don't have that anymore. Like You were, that, you were
3: in the perfect window. That was, like, the best. I mean, I still think that was the best TV. But it's, like, that yeah. was the most fun you could have. Like, someone making an entrance like that, everyone going yeah. crazy, like, waiting yeah. for it to die down. Like, that's just so fun. Hold for laughs. went on
1: for a while, yeah, man, for
2: your laughs. We'd hear that, that every week. Hold <laughs> for your laughs. Yeah.
0: You know what else uh, I noticed first here, and then it ca- came back around when, in the scene with Corey and Alan in the kitchen when he's making the sandwich. The way we used props in in scenes to actually really make it feel natural and like Mm -hmm. what somebody does when they come in and they've got gifts and they've got a backpack and they're pulling things out and they're showing things and like still doing all of that while outward facing toward the camera and remembering all of her lines. It was like- yeah. It was yeah, everyone, just good it acting felt business. Great. It it yep. did. It felt like a big performance. And she I mm-hmm. mean, she is a superstar. It just feels you yeah. you felt like a superstar just walked on to the set. Yeah. It was really fun. I mean, what an entrance. Um so they're all excited to see Grandma. She's got gifts for everybody. She says she's staying for the weekend. Everybody's got to cancel their plans. Grandma's going to take Morgan shopping. She's going to take Eric to go meet girls at the auto show. and She she's knows going,
1: everybody's. Yes. Everybody's special thing. She yep. goes right to them. Do that, mean, exactly yeah. And then with Corey, it's do. baseball. Yep. It's perfect. Yep. Exactly. Yeah.
0: The Cal Ripken card, uh, his rookie card, and they're going to go get it signed. And Corey jumps on Grandma. and uh,
3: Which was pretty aggressive. I think the jumping. I was looking at Ripken going, is she okay? She's like falling back on Morgan. I was She's like, like There's- crushing Lily. <laughs> yeah. she, that's the
2: thing that I saw. It's like, oh man, they're like uh, about to kill this little girl.
0: <laughs> Everyone's fine. Do you guys remember though that kind of like the rehearsal stuff with that? At- Michael was very big on um, being very real with your physical moves. I remember it on Girl Meets World too, where he'd be like, no, I really need the girls to fly through the bedroom window. And it was like, you mean you want them to appear as though they fly through the bedroom window. They can't right. actually fly through the bedroom window, but he if, if it meant somebody was gonna fall on someone and jump on someone, he's like, What do we have to do? Do we have to put pillows? Like, how do we make it happen? You just need to make it happen. I want that to I want that to happen. I want Ben to jump on her and I want her to fall back on Lily. Like I can remember those rehearsals. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, He, that he, he,
1: he you said real, but it's actually the opposite, I think. It, he he wants to actually, he wants it to be physical comedy that's real. Yeah. But the way he envisions it and the way he writes it is often extremely cartoony. That's
0: exactly so what I mean. He right. Yes. So
1: on the page, it would be this cartoony thing. He's like, no, 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 we pick him up and we throw him through the door. Correct. And then you're like, that's not the way reality works. <laughs> and you'd have to explain, you know. But then there are some actors like Mr. Wilford L who could, who can just pull st- pull magic tricks, uh, you know, physically can do stuff that seem impossible, like we'll get to the bag throwing later. You know, like that is a very cartoony script beat that will pulls off miraculous and it's hysterical, you know, he makes it his own. Those are the kinds of things like, that's why Michael loved writing for somebody like Will is that Will would just throw his body wholly into these things, you know? Um, and then there are a lot of times when actors just have a hard time doing that, you know, it it is, it's old schools, uh, you know, live acting style to be, you have to really embody it. You have to physically do these kinds of crazy things, but yeah, Michael had, um, had a cartoony vision of of how human reality worked. Yeah, and but I think it also, like, us in that corner. it's,
3: like, really clear uh, when you're describing that, that that's part of what made the show so, like, long-lasting. Because totally. it's, like, there's such an extreme commitment all the time. And I think a lot of shows that get canceled really fast, you're lacking that. Like, there's, like, a clear tone and, like, decisions being made about, like, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And, like, what yep. you were saying about all the props, Danielle, like— Even like making the muffins and stuff, like it felt so real. Like it's just like, oh, he's walking the kitchen. Mom's really doing that. Like I don't know. There, some shows didn't have that for sure.
0: Yeah, there was a writer. That was the perfect way of saying it. It was written very on the page. It was written very cartoon like. But what he wanted was very real physical comedy. He actually wanted a character to touch the other character. I want Rue McClanahan to have her shoulders be shaken and Lily being crushed under her grandma. Like I can I can I can remember him even though I was not there. I can envision it right now that I can during a run through. He was probably like, no, you actually need to jump on her shoulders. And Lily, Mm -hmm. you get buried under your grandma like That was a vision that would be very important to him. Um, And I do think that part of the reason for that is that it helps sell the relationship between the family. You buy that they're a real family that does this and has this Mm -hmm. dynamic all the time. So it does go a long way.
2: Not to get too psychological, but Michael Jacobs was a huge comic book fan, Like, (gasps) like a ridiculous amount of comic books. And as a comic book nerd... You're reading something that's cartoony, but you want it to be real. You want Superman <laughs> right. to be real. You want Batman to right. be real. You want. And so, so you so, see these bold, big, exactly. cartoony moves on the page, exactly. and then you're imagining them. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you want them to be real. So that's kind of what you do. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we continue into the living room. Grandma and Eric walk in, and uh, Eric shows Corey his arm, signed by the Lamborghini girl. Um, I knew that—so
2: I'm sitting there watching the episode with my wife. I swear to you, I have not seen it any amount of this episode since it first aired. And about 30 seconds before, I turn to my wife and I go, Graziella Terziana. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I knew it, too. The second you said that name, I was like, oh, I remember that. We used to say that. Name. I guess we said it for years afterwards, but I, I totally, totally re- remembered the name, too. It was so funny. Absolutely
2: remembered the name. The other thing my wife said was halfway through the first scene, she went, why is your head nodding so much? <laughs> and I was. I was just, I'd sit in the background. You were, you were everybody a had a clooney. line, and I would agree. I'd just agree with everybody <laughs> said. And George clooney it the whole time. I was just nodding my head. To but you had a good haircut,
3: too. I don't think, we, I don't think it's Thank talked you. about enough. You had well, a good when haircut. Well, you're sitting next to
2: Ryder, if you're if you're the ugly show pony, it doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> the whole the whole cast, great
0: hair, great hair. And then you Carrie know. Russell comes in. I mean, and, you know, and then like, Carrie oh Russell God, comes in, in.
2: I mean, I know. I, re- I wrote
0: that down too. That you know they cast Carrie Russell partially because of that hair. Michael has a hair obsession for he does sure. Another level with <laughs> Carrie Russell. So uh, he's got his arm signed by Graziella terziana the Lamborghini girl. They compare the Lamborghini girl to Cal Ripken. Corey is like, you cannot compare. Cal Ripken's way better. Grandma said. She She's tired. Her dogs are barking. She takes her shoes off. <laughs> and uh, Corey asks, but you're not too tired to take me tomorrow to meet Cal Ripken? And she says, absolutely not. I'm so excited to spend the day with you tomorrow. Um, and then uh, in the kitchen, Eric uh, hears Feeney knocking on the back door. So he lets him in. Feeney asks how to entertain a girl Eric's age. And Eric asks if Feeney <laughs> is Steve. dating a teenage girl. Uh, and as then. Eric raises his eyebrows like it's very cool if, he Wouldn't is that be cool if Mr. Phoenix is a teenage, could, teenage oh, girl. So gross. And it's just a moment that doesn't I land think. well. What does he say? No. Like, not since the
3: Eisenhower or yeah. or something. <laughs> but yikes. Hey, it's 70 year
2: old Phoenix. man, are you dating a teenage girl?
1: <laughs> yikes. And you're uh, a teacher? Like, that would be the grossest uh, thing. You could tell, even in the way the audience laughs, though, it kind of falters a little bit. There's yeah. Like, I, I could huh? I could hear a couple people being like, ooh, like, <laughs> yes. that would not be good. Like, I don't <laughs> want to think about all. Mr. Feeney dating. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to think about Mr. Feeney dating a teenager. His, his answer this is not right. was
0: perfect. It, not yes. since the Eisenhower. Minute, and then you yeah. get it that he's like, ew, disgusting. You know he thinks it's gross and, and we're all saved and we can go back to loving Mr. <laughs> Feeney. Um, so this is the
1: scene that I remember during run through, like realizing how much of a Me genius too. Will was. And I remember – the the excitement in the room for the, for the first run through because you know I obviously hadn't been there for the rehearsals for this but even just I remember little beats like the way Will was eating the pizza because it was during the run through you 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 got the pizza and you you know Danielle you were talking earlier about room walking in with all the the business like business is so essential for acting you know it's like what you do with your hands it's, it, and it's always a way to sort of get out of your head and to, to make yourself busy without being too focused on the conflict within the scene with another actor so business is like an essential writing acting directing technique and Will you found this business with the, the pizza and I don't even know if it, I can't remember if it was written or not but watching it when we were in rehearsals and you actually held a piece of pizza for the rehearsal and then like even just you stumbling back into the chair on your way it was like you just clearly found your comedic voice this week I feel like um, I agree as an this actor was... and it was such a fun like oh my god and of course to be up it. against bill as the straight man you know mm-hmm. like your character yeah. and 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 you know it, it just portends what's what's to come which is but so I, much more of this right like the rest of the the rest of the this show scene, though, this scene is going to play out in some form or another many many times and this one is really good
2: yeah this scene was was nuts for me because i was just so happy to be working with bill i finally felt a joke like when you it's you, you know when you when you hit a joke, when you actually hit a joke, you can feel it. It's like you're ringing, mm-hmm. ringing a tuning fork. And I'd never felt that before. Right. And I was like, oh, That's so oh, exciting. I, it
3: is. It's huge. It's like,
2: oh man, I, I got it. And the first, one of the first big laughs I ever got was a mistake. And it was a mistake during that scene. And it was our first run through ever. And the line is, I would love to meet your niece, Mr. Feeney. And I said, I would love to meet your feast, Mr. Nini." <laughs> And the writers and producers went like laughed hysterically, and it was written on the chalkboard in the writers' room. I want to meet your feast, Mister Nini, for the rest of the season. <laughs> I mean, they're like, how, how do we I top this? this? Scene so well, oh <laughs> yeah. God. It was just I remember them and hearing, even though I did it as a mistake, hearing that natural laughter blast you from one side because they're standing there, you know, next to you was was it's a drug. It's a I was but like, you know, oh, it's I gotta also, chase it's that.
1: also... But it's also the fact that they laughed and welcomed your mistake was, you know, that's part of the safety net that you need in order to to find comedy and to be funny. And I think, like, especially as kids, you're always terrified that you're going to do something wrong. And, like, you think that messing up your lines or saying the words out of order is going to ruin it. And then you've, you know, not done your job. And the fact that they laughed and made it part of it, like, no, no, this scene totally worked. It doesn't matter that you said feast nini or whatever. That, like— I'm sure was a huge step into comfort, you know, and recognizing that like you can stumble, you can screw things up. And like, that's not the point. The point is to just be funny and to be confident and to, you know, let yourself, allow yourself the freedom to make mistakes.
2: Yeah. It was great. This is, this is by far, I would argue this is my, as an actor, my most important episode of the entire show. Like it, this helped me kind of find my voice and feel more comfortable and Yeah, it was, this was great for me.
0: There really was like a light switch had just been flipped and you were lit up from within and suddenly you were in your skin. And it was, I mean, it really is. Cause I, I was saying all along, you've been hard on yourself in the other episodes, but seeing you in this episode compared to what we had seen in the previous episode I, it is very apparent that you were uncomfortable before and that yeah. now you are very comfortable. So, I welcome too, Will yeah. Friedel to That's the show. You. I
2: joined the show as Eric Matthews in episode seven. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Feeney just really wants to know how you keep a teenage girl entertained. And uh, he says basically it's some combination of dinner in a movie, dinner in a movie. And, um, but Eric says, you know, oh, I, I definitely cannot entertain your niece for you. I have strep throat. And I love that bit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah." As he was eating the pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so Corey comes down into the kitchen. Um, actually, so that you guys end that scene. That you're not gonna entertain no. his niece, and he basically leaves. And then don't we're mock still...
1: what I am, Mr. <laughs> <Hello>, That's <was laughs> right.
0: Yeah, that was, and that was, yeah, kind of a like a. It was
3: like a. It was a funny joke, but they went out kind of hard on it. Like it was yeah. a kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Don't do that to him. <laughs> That was so cool. How rude, Feeny. Um, so then the next scene is still in the kitchen. Corey walks down and he asks where grandma is. And Amy is um, baking blueberry muffins. And Corey, she asks if Corey wants to help. Uh, then Eric comes down and asks how long he can go without taking a shower so that he can keep his autographed arm intact. <laughs> Yikes. And then Eric spots... Carrie Russell as girl, girl. Jessica in the backyard. Yeah, and the way you say it, they're like, oh, I've got other interests other than girl, girl, girl. <laughs> there she is.
3: It was really funny. <laughs> Can I say one thing about um, the mom I thought was really sweet? Like, and I think maybe this is my adult version of myself watching the show now, but there was like, he says like, what, what, something about the grandma, and then she's like, why don't we make muffins? I'm like, she knows. She already knows. It. It's yeah. And it's like, yeah. as a kid, you don't catch that at all, but it's there's something sweet about her just like, Pivoting his interest into something Attention. else, yeah. yeah, no it was
1: really great. And, and, yeah. and Betsy played that so great because it was yeah. like you could tell, but kept the scene moving. But you just enough to be like, oh no, this, yeah. Uh, and, and the yeah. parents,
3: I mean, you've talked about it a bit when you had um, Rusty, Rusty on, <laughs> and but it was they're both so um, genuine, and it yeah. feels so comforting to watch them. I think that's also a big part of like this ensemble. That's so like they they have such a nice grounding weight that. Um, carries it that you don't really realize when you're watching it as a kid but yeah. it's like oh the parents are such an integral part of the show because it's like they're they're keeping this sort of like all these kids who are often all these funny things like they're kind of just like weighing it down giving it like real yeah. like real life well, they're so
1: relaxed you know yeah, they, they, they yeah. don't they don't get yeah. rattled that's yeah. the thing neither one of them as characters or as actors ever feel out of control <laughs> and yeah. that's really important I think you know we we'll talk about it later but I you know when when Rusty and Ben have their scene I was surprised by how like it actually minimizes all this, the conflict, yes. you know, like because Rusty's like, yeah, that's his mom, man. I, I've always yeah. loved yeah. her, no, love yeah, you know, that and that's scene. like a wonderful like, oh, it's all this problem, then all this feeling of like lack of love is. Oh, right, we'll get to it, but no, yeah, that anyway, yeah is I think amazing. that that's to your point. To your point, the parents are intentionally in control. You know, yes, they're just not; yeah. they're cool. can, they're, I, Lauren, they're, can know, I ask you a they're, question? They're not rattled. Can yeah. I ask
2: you a question because this is, you you brought it up a little bit, and it's something that we've touched on a little bit. You said you watched this as a kid and now you're watching as an adult. Is it like watching a whole different show because you're seeing it through the eyes of an adult now?
3: I do think there's a bit of that. I mean, now I I also have the experience of doing multicam shows myself now. So that adds like a layer of like understanding that I didn't have. But Mm -hmm. I think just the storylines, I am seeing them. I see it differently as an adult. Like that thing. I mean, just noticing like, oh, she has a secret that she's not telling him. It's like, oh, she's trying to take care of him. She's being a good mom. It's like. Definitely wasn't caring about that, you know, at the right, time. I'm right, going like, what right. does Corey want to do, you know? So, like, not thinking about it that way. But it's nice to see it that way. I think, like, and seeing Feenie, like, and thinking about these actors and listening to you guys talk about it, I think is, is opening up this other just world of thought with it. Just how, you know, these adult actors were coming into this show having interesting careers and then going like, I'm going to do this show that's focused on a child and like, what does that mean for me? And like, is this what I want to do? And, and the ways that they come into it and, and like rise to that and and like actually elevate the show so much that within the way they probably weren't expecting to bring, you know, as like taking that job or like um, what they're signing up for, you know, but it's, it's like it, it, it made the show so much more in a way that you don't fully recognize when you're just watching it at surface level. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a different watching it as an adult, for sure. Um, cool. Side note, my friend, I was just thinking my friend in sixth grade went to a taping and I was so jealous. <gasps> she went to LA and with her dad and he took her to see Boy Meets World and she had the what? script. Um, oh, wow. I don't know how she got the script, but she brought it back and I was Theft.
1: like, wow. And they would, like returned no, they would do contests during our tape night to give away signed scripts. Oh, okay, amazing. Oh. So was there really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I You don't remember, remember we would now. sign oh, 10 no. scripts
1: every night. Every oh, tape night we would sign 10 scripts and then or five or I think it was 10 and then they would give them out by you know kids got up and sang or people got up and did anything. They would have contests. Mitch, would I remember the wow. contest,
2: but it was for a script. Yeah. I do
1: remember yeah, would, we that those were the prizes sign for signed some. scripts. So wow. there's a lot of people out there who probably have signed, you know, full cast signed and I think even the guest stars would sign them. Um, for that week.
2: So yeah,
1: remember every tape night before we went backstage, we'd have to sign ten scripts.
2: Yeah, Yeah, last week at Comic Con, I signed a number of scripts that I could tell were original. They had. They had been ripped off, but they had the stickers in the upper right-hand corner where, the, where oh, our so names were would go. so they were actual So they were actual, like, I signed a number of them where it's like, oh, so somebody's kind of flooding the market with these. And they had ripped off whoever it was wow. who had got it. To and conceal I was like, their identity. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> that is, these are real. And I said to the guys, like, I wonder if this is real. I was like, no, this this is real. I can tell this is real. Cool. So uh, yeah, those are starting to, to come out now.
0: Hmm, That's fun. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> oh, here's a really,
2: really, really inside baseball question, but I
1: honestly can't remember. Did we use letters or numbers for our scenes? This is a big divide in the sitcom le- world. Le- Sometimes letters. Yeah, letters. So scene A? Yeah. So we had act yeah, one, yeah. scene yeah. A? Yes. Scene. Okay, that's right. And okay. It's still well, was it the same on Girl? I- Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Are you sure we didn't do numbers? Okay, cool. I couldn't remember. I was like, you know, because it becomes so important. Like what scene are we in? Yeah. And in sitcoms, they either do one, 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 two, one, three, or one A, one B, one C. We do letters. And it still ingrained
2: in me because as I'm watching the episode, I'll be writing notes and I'll be like, oh, it's the cold open. It's act one scene A. I'll, I'll still write that out as I'm doing it. Yeah. OK, this conversation is going amazingly well, and we have so much more to get to with Lauren Lapkus. So we are going to split this up into two episodes. So I hope you don't mind. Join us for the next episode. You will not be disappointed. We love you all. Pod dismissed.
0: Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fishel, Will Friedell, and Ryder Strong, executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman, executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo, producer and editor Tara Sudbach. Producer Lorraine Verwez, engineer and Boy Meets World superfan Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind.
1: Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie.
0: It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies.
2: I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead.
0: Mixed with chocolate syrup?
2: Ooh, why not?
0: When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandy's
1: shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth.
2: The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.
0: Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies.
1: Especially when they start
0: really moving.
1: With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit.
0: That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around.
2: Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks.
1: So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers
0: today. We got you, baby.
1: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases
2: you need.
0: That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And
2: 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the
1: Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards.
0: The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready.
2: Terms apply. Learn more at WellsFargo.com/slash activecash.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things: watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago. And loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5.
2: With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging, and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
1: And as you know, we are tech heads.
0: The standard ultra fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250 plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard.
1: Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.